0: 20 minutes after three here in San Francisco. (laughs) I guess they weren't all that good. Well, uh, there's a, uh, I want to continue uh, the commercial that um, Margaret gave about the uh, Mary's helpers is this thing working? No, no. Oh. Oh, that's okay. We're in a close up so We need to go make We need to Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, not a huge search. Anyway, uh, they uh, also have uh, some time savers they publish and they're into uh, uh, taping. I don't know if you mentioned taping. Uh, this uh, well, work also uh, the, the radio uh, uh, work that uh, comes out on Sundays. we most of those tapes are available. Yes. And so. Uh, uh, she interviews these uh, various important people or people who have had uh, uh, wonderful uh, experiences with the lord and uh, so those are available and oh okay instead of um uh, Making a, a big, long spiel as to, uh, by what authority, we should be standing up here in front of you uh, and telling you all the background. You can uh, get it on tape and, uh, uh, from Mary's helpers. It's, it's called, It All Began in Ben Burb. Uh, ben Burb. Means in Gaelic, proud peak. Do I stand corrected, Father Bill? We have a Gaelic speaker here uh, from Dublin, and uh, where the population should be the biggest in the world because it's always Dublin. They strike that. Um, uh, this Ben Burb is up in the county Tyrone, which is one of the six <clears throat> counties, uh, in the north, uh, still under the British flag. Um, uh, so, um, the, uh, uh that's where we, uh, went in 1948, uh. Seven of us unholy founders, you know, the Servites were started with Our Lady chose seven young men of Florence, Italy, way back in the year of salvation, 1233. You know, Jesus died presumably at, in the year 33, right? And so, 1233, Our Lady chose that date. Uh, to uh, give these seven young merchantmen the finger and invite them to come apart to uh, do penance. Uh, the same message, in, in effect, a basic uh, gospel message that she's giving everywhere in our day in um, Medjugorje and Kibihu, Rwanda, Africa, and uh, Akita, Japan. Did you ever notice that Akita, Japan, the bishop's name is Akito and the place is Akita? It's easy to remember. Um, <clears throat> it's like the, um, uh, you remember the high, uh, the uh, big uh, mountain in Japan is, uh, what do they call the big mountain in Japan? I've even forgotten. Hm? Mount? Fuji. 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 I got you. Rhymes with fudge. Okay. You remember that by the year? It's 12,300. And 65,000 feet above sea level. 12 months in the year, 365 days in the year. Isn't that neat? Okay, so uh, anyway, uh, we, uh, went to this, uh, uh, in this place in the County Tyrone, which is in the shadow, you could say, of Armagh, the Armagh is the archdiocese there where the cardinal hat always goes. The archbishop of Armagh always receives the red hat for all of Ireland because that's where Patrick started the church in Ireland. And St. Patrick, of course, is buried in that area, but uh, in the next county, which may have been named for him the County Down because St. Patrick is buried six feet down in a place called Down Patrick in the County Down. So anyway, that's where he started the church in Ireland uh, in Armagh, and that's where we started the Servite Order uh, way back in 1948, we had never had a foundation in all of our 750 years there uh, in Ireland. So we started there, and now, of course, the Irish are running their own Servite show. They have their own province and so on. They're spread over other parts of Ireland. But um, the people started coming from the first days. We were there to be blessed. And some of them came back and said they were cured. And first thing you know, whole busloads of people were coming, uh, and we had to have the services outdoors. So that's how we started in dead earnest over there in this healing ministry. But uh, <clears throat> we'll talk about that at the healing service more, the healing this is a, a Marian retreat. I'm sure you came uh, today to uh, hear about Marian and to uh, use as our driving force and uh, refreshing uh, force uh, in this retreat to think about uh, Mary uh, and uh, that all stacks up because it's Mary's helpers that uh, uh, that uh, organized this retreat, and uh, they called upon a servant of Mary to give the talks and so on. That's what I am, a servant of Mary, although the least of Mary's servants uh, being, of course, just a rookie. Uh, I'm the least of Mary's servants. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I also would like to uh, say that nobody can give what he does not have. That's a basic philosophic principle. Nemo dat quod non habet." No one can give what he does not have. Well, I am a servant of Mary, so uh, all I can give you is about Mary. Uh, that's the way we are educated, and that's our charism. that's uh, every like every religious order that's that has to give build up the church according to its charism, what it has been called to do uh Every order that has ever been started in the church started with some uh, particular uh, goal or charism uh, to build up the whole church. So I wouldn't be worth my salt if I didn't uh, <clears throat> do that. In this retreat and everywhere I go, uh, that's uh, uh, that's our our job, you could say. This, where I come from, they're all Swedes, Norwegians, and so on, Northern Europe people, and it's the uh, job. That's my job. Uh, so uh, I'd like to also. Say that our special charism in the, uh, the Servites is not only Our Lady, but uh, our Mother in her sorrows, and that's why you see the uh, Seven Sorrows Rosary dangling from our belt, and uh, we pray that every day, pray on the sorrows of, La- of Our Lady, uh, and uh, it's in off uh, Deutsch the sieben Heiligen Schmerzen Mariens. We have somebody from Deutschland here today, I believe. Do we not? Well, we. I talked with a lady earlier that was speaking Deutsch. Well. Oh. Okay. Um, so um, <coughs> that is uh, uh, our. Um, well, I guess you would say our special. Um, uh, calling uh, toward our Blessed Mother. Uh, recently, uh, and this is is the burden of a new booklet we are just coming out. Mary's Helpers is coming out with. Uh, how is that booklet coming along, anyway? It's it's just about ready. You have it all. For ready to, almost ready to go to press it's uh, it's a uh, booklet on the seven uh, uh, sorrows uh, Rosary uh, with a <clears throat> an update uh, thanks to our blessed lady herself who uh, has been appearing in among other places in a God-forsaken Place in Africa It's supposed to be the poorest country in Africa. Of course, that's where Our Lady always goes to so the little people, right? Like the County of Mayo in Ireland and Knock. That's when you come from County of Mayo, they always say, "God help us!" It's so poor, you know. Anyway, uh, she appeared there to seven uh, visionaries. One of them wasn't even a Christian; he was a pagan. Young lad. In any case, uh, uh she, uh, uh, picked out one of these to be her special apostle for her, her sorrows. And she even, she said, she told her, I want you to be my special apostle. Uh, and she even mentioned the, the servites and said the servants of Mary have been doing this, but of late times it's been neglected. So, uh, And she even took time out to teach her how to pray the $7 rosary and uh, told her uh, that uh, dwelling on her sorrows and praying on her sorrows would crack the hardest hearts. So if you have any hard ones to crack, Uh, Pray on the sore sorrows of our Blessed Lady for them. Uh, So uh, don't be surprised then that uh, instead of the spiritual exercises of uh, St. Ignatius, we'll be dwelling in this retreat uh, more uh, on uh, our Focusing In, I should say, more on our Blessed Lady uh, the passion of our Lord and her compassion, uh, her suffering with uh, the, in fact the uh, the uh, ministry uh, we fall we have uh, in the healing ministry we call it the international compassion ministry in honor of our mother of sorrows, the mother of compassion. Uh, father, uh, or brother, uh, Albrecht, I think his name is, uh, he mentioned that, uh, that the monks, uh, tried to be, to show compassion. And, uh, uh, in the, uh, uh works coming out from the Holy See and the Pope's, uh, uh, words about the priesthood and so on, uh, it's often uh, mentioned that we we priests must have compassion. Uh, <coughs> so, um, as I recall, when I was running this international um, college, uh, the Servite College in Louvain, the University of Louvain in Belgium, um uh, we uh, which had uh theologians and young priests who were studying there at the University of Louvain. that's where Bishop Sheen incidentally uh, became uh, a very uh well educated. in fact, he was called an agrégé of Louvain du Louvain. That meant that was one of the highest honors. He graduated with the highest honors. That meant that he could teach at Louvain if he so desired. So that was quite a, a compliment to him. But in any case, uh, one of the priests at Mass one day, uh, it was uh, uh, Father Hickey from the, uh, uh, County Cork, uh, mentioned something that really struck me and hit me between the eyes because I'm not the most patient person sometimes, especially before that second cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, He said, uh, we can forgive a lot of things in a priest, but not unkindness. A priest must above all be kind. And of course, that's only another way of saying being loving, being compassionate, suffering with those with whom we uh, have to have to um, uh, to help and to be part of in our lives. This uh, uh, this uh, in this short uh, talk, we want to. Uh, Begin then, uh, at the most poignant, uh, uh, point, I guess you'd say, in our whole, uh, uh, gospel, uh, history, uh, and that is the, uh, the scene on Calvary where, uh, Mary uh, s- stands under that cross. Uh, John, who is an eyewitness, uh, describes it. I'll just give it to you very, uh, uh, the, just the essence of that description. Uh, he says, now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And Jesus, seeing his mother standing there with the disciple whom he loved, that's the eyewitness telling the story, John, said to his mother, Woman, There is your son. And then to the disciple, There is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his care. And then Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, Gave up the ghost, gave up his spirit. And we know at that moment the rocks cracked, including that skull like rock, which they called Calvary for that reason, it was like a skull. And we were just in the Holy Land in December. You can look on that rock where the cross stands. They do have a cross in, on it yet, of course, uh, and see that fissure that the earthquake caused at the death of Jesus. And again, maybe that's what prompted Our Lady to see that meditating on her sorrows would crack the hardest heart. <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, I reflected on that. Uh, she saw those rocks cracking, and in fact, uh, as our Lord Himself was buried in a uh, burial place hewn out of the rock. That was uh, quite a common uh, way of uh, burying, it seems. Uh, this uh, uh, burial place, uh, from all reports, was that of Nicodemus, or um, rather, Joseph of Arimathea. And uh, he had prepared it. And uh, so uh, this sorrow and this earthquake, the passion of Jesus, his death, and our Lord's uh, mother of sorrows, compassion, uh, all seemed had this uh mighty uh effect uh that's uh why you know god always has to speak to us with uh events and uh, figures and objects that uh will penetrate our senses because we have nothing up here except it comes through our touch, our hearing, our sight, our taste. Uh, That's also an old philosophic dictum. Nihil in intellectu quod non prius in sensu nothing there's nothing in our intellect except it first comes through our senses and of course that's why Jesus gave us the sacraments the outward signs so that we could be impressed by that outward sign in the baptism, the pouring of the water, washing, that outward sign of the inward effect, washing our sins away, making us new creatures. He told Nicodemus, the same man that helped to bury him in the dark of night, unless a man be born again of water and the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. And so at his time of passion, which we remembered just now with the chaplet of mercy at his behest through Blessed Faustina, uh, He allowed all of these things to happen. In fact, not only uh, did that rock on Calvary crack, but many of the graves were cracked open, as the evangelist tells us, and the dead were seen to walk again. what a what a an unforgettable sign what an unforgettable impression on us poor people made up of senses and uh, I have of course a little smile about the senses you know uh, Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem well everybody knows why because. Caesar Augustus had declared a census in the whole world. So when Mary and Joseph came to Bethlehem, they came to their census. Well, so the Lord impressed this upon us, upon our our poor minds through these very census, burdened, sense-filled uh, events. Uh, it's hard to get a more uh, shocking uh, experience than to see uh, the the Earth opening up and the rocks cracking and so on, all this display. Um, that's why he's trying to bring us, not only Mary and Joseph, but bring us to our senses with all of the earth-shaking events taking place now. Um, Father uh, Bill was showing me last, last night a, a recent edition of Life uh, magazine where it was... Oh, How can we account for all these uh, historically uh, earth-shaking events like the terrific floods and the earthquakes and the storms uh, that are taking place? Of course, private prophecies have been uh, telling us this for some time. I don't know if you've read about them, but in various parts of the country, uh, and of the world, uh, including Joseph Terelia, the famous uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, Catholic hero, who suffered so terribly under uh, the communists and uh, uh, had such harrowing uh, experiences, which he uh, describes in his book. Uh, <clears throat> I've been uh, booked with uh, uh, Josep Terelia, and I know his uh, translator. And she's a lady in Chicago. She and her husband go around uh, uh, translating for him. He doesn't speak English. Uh, such a a living saint. That's all you can say uh just not too tall a man and uh he went through literally uh down into hell i don't know how many times uh when they put him into terrible prisons in siberia and so on and uh tried to get rid of him uh, many times uh and he uh, escaped from more than one prison <laughs> In spite of the uh, MVD and the big uh, spy ring, and in any case, uh, uh, these uh, prophecies have been all foretold. And uh, uh, but of course, they always have the wonderful note: "Fear not, fear not." And Margaret's getting these messages also. Fear not, Jesus loves us. <clears throat> Mary is telling us always. and in fact, all of the the messages we're getting in the various parts of the world where Mary's appearing and uh, even in our own in our own country. Uh, but uh, uh, we uh, we always have that fear not. Uh, and that means for those who love God, all things work unto good. The apostle Paul assures us of that. And we know that from our own life experiences, I'm sure. Uh, just to take one simple example in my own life, I probably wouldn't be standing up here a Servite priest talking to you about Mary here in this holy monastery of the Holy Spirit if it hadn't been uh, f- uh, that I was blind. Uh, and uh, the Lord uh, hit me like he did St. Paul on the way to Damascus. Out of all these disasters, uh, the Lord brings good. In fact, that's one of the reasons uh, given, or the maybe basic reason for, given for the Lord allowing, allowing Satan to be unleashed these hundred years uh, to purify the church. Nothing purifies like that old fire Anybody that's been a gold prospector knows that. (laughs) Have you been one? Okay. (laughs) Well, gold is tried in the fire and uh, to bring out the real McCoy. Uh, That's why babies love me so much because I've got gold in them, their mountings. Uh, So um, that's the way... Uh, we uh, are perfected and there's no other way. Um, And now uh, our our blessed Lord himself gives us the example. Uh, He chose our blessed mother and she suffered more than any other person. He chose our blessed mother who suffered more than any other, even rhymes and of course, some of the greatest saints were those who suffered the most. Uh, Francis of Assisi even had the wounds of Jesus, didn't he? And Jesus, uh, Saint Padre Pio suffered most of his life. He not only had the wounds, but he physically had a, uh, many sufferings. He was, uh, physical uh, sufferer as well, uh, <clears throat> and uh, he did not enjoy poor health as some of us might. <laughs> when I, when people come out of the wheelchairs, I tell them now, don't overdo. Uh, just one mile today and two miles tomorrow. and they push their wheelchairs out of the church, and uh, I said now you won't be able to enjoy poor health anymore. <laughs> you know, you get very comfortable in those wheelchairs. You know, everybody's waiting on you and so on. And sometimes, you know, that's part of our, our problem. And we, we don't want to, you know, come out because everybody's waiting on us. Uh, not everybody, of course, but uh, I'm sure that this has a part of our... Uh, Uh, is a part of our healing and part of our disease and part of our ailments. Um, But in any case, there we have this beautiful mother of God who showed her love, not only spoke of it, spoke her love, but she showed it on Calvary and her son, of course, Jesus, giving us the greatest sign of his love because nothing impresses us more than the outward sign of his inner love and that we will pause now and uh, ask if anybody would uh, like to um Comment or give maybe some reaction to, um, the, uh, their, uh, meditating on the passion and compassion, uh, passion of Jesus and the compassion of His Blessed Mother. I'm sure, uh, some of us, uh, have been very, uh, moved, uh, at some points in their lives uh, by the uh, sorrows of our blessed Lord and our blessed Mother. If you would like to share any of that, you'd be very welcome to do so. I know Margaret has told me many things in her life, uh, but I cannot break of confidence there some of them were very intimate and uh, the wonderful things our blessed mother has uh, shared has uh, brought into her life magic About
1: the, uh, you know when you said you were blind but you could also tell them that you really was blind in the sense as a child that you had an accident.
0: Oh well, there's nothing much to tell. Just like any other kid, you know, you fall and break your arm and all of that. So I had an accident, an explosion, it ruined my eyes entirely, and the doctors could do nothing with them. And uh, I remember we had a a, a Finnish doctor uh it was an eye, ear, nose, and throat man. That was the way they studied in those days. And uh, he was just down the streets, and they brought me down to him and uh, and subsequently visited him a number of times. But he really couldn't do much. He, he bandaged me up, and that's about all. Changed bandages. Put some salve on him, I suppose, and... Um uh, but really there wasn't much he could do, so it was it was uh really only prayer that brought my eyes back. And uh my mother's and whole family's prayer we got they say where two or three are gathered there, am I in your midst? Well we had fifteen of us gathered, so I guess that was the powerful prayer uh that uh brought it about. And uh, I went through my studies, I didn't even need glasses. Of course, some people thought I just did horizontal research when I was <clears throat> studying. I did some of that too. <clears throat> but, uh, well, I'm ever grateful to the Lord for that, uh, miracle in my life. And so now it seems, uh, so many miracles of uh, recovery, uh, you know, or receiving of sight happen in the healing services. Uh, so many I've witnessed. So many uh, miracles of sight. <clears throat> I tell the people I can relate to you. I was dark. In the dark, for many, <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like an eternity. I don't know how long it was now, but it was. I was just a little tight then. Anybody else want to share their relationship with uh, Mary uh, and her sorrows?
1: Um well this isn't this was just an experience I had while, while contemplating the sorrowful mysteries. Maybe
0: you can stand could hear you better. Because I know it's hard to be then can't do it. Just, just turn around, that's all.
1: Um I don't know, I, I guess I thought this was a gift and I thought it was so beautiful that um I'd share it with you. Uh in contemplating the sorrowful mysteries um, when Jesus was on the crucifix and, um, uh, you know, every breath was, or every heartbeat was so much pain, uh, Mary couldn't reach him. This was just in my imagination, you know. And, uh, all she could do was reach up and just barely touch his feet. So she caressed his feet with her hands. And at that moment, that was, it relieved all of Jesus' suffering. You know, all his pain was gone for just that instant that she caressed his feet. And I just thought that was so beautiful. But anyway. <laughs> did,
0: you, uh, did you read that incident? Perhaps in uh, the poem of the man-god. Do you read that poem of the man-god? Oh, yes. Well, that'd be the last book, the fifth uh, book. Uh, what is that? Uh, I'm I'm not sure, but it sounds like something I uh, I heard one or read somewhere, and it could very well be that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh one of the things, the power of Mary's uh, prayer. Uh, struck me in there that, uh, when Jesus is, uh, uh, allegedly speaking to Maria Valtorta, uh, she, uh, uh, Jesus says to her, uh, you know, how Mary's prayer, uh, hastened his stay in the tomb. By a day, she hastened his stay by one day because, you know, when he's uh, speaking, according to the evangelist, this uh, one day, the uh, Pharisees, I guess, were after him, and we want a sign from you. Moses gave a sign, the man in the desert, you know, and... uh, the uh, signs he gave to Pharaoh, and then of course crossing the Red Sea on dry land. And that was you know, let's have a sign from you if you're so great, you know. So Jesus said, no sign is will be given this perverse generation except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah spent three days and three nights in the belly of the whale so the Son of Man will spend three nights and three days three days and three nights in the belly of the earth the bowels of the earth well as you can see he didn't did he? from Friday till Sunday morning isn't three days you know three days and three nights and that's uh, he's telling Maria Valtorta as the as you see in the poem, of the man got, you know, after describing an event, sometimes, uh, then that's finished, then Jesus speaks to her. And, and that's, was one of these little locutions, it seems, that she had. And he said it was Mary's prayer that shortened that time with the Father. So, the power of Mary's prayer.